Bobby the Boomer. His mission is to inspire belief, rekindle his clan's fire, to revive the hopes and dreams of his tribe so they will rise up once again. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Nope. It's Bobby the Boomer. Bobby the Boomer. Here's Bobby. This is Bobby the Boomer coming to you today again with another wonderful blast from the past that I found in my treasure trove of old episodes that are just as new as they were when I made them. Today's episode is on a spiritual, a little bit of a spiritual thoughts about what we've been talking about with Life is Short and how my friend had just passed and how we got to do things now while we're here. And the episode title today is Why? ask why please listen in and i'll be back with you after it is done hello this is robert labetz coming to you in my spiritual mobile today this is where i just kind of slow things down talk about spiritual things have you ever asked a question why? Have you ever wondered when I, when I was younger, well, up until just recently, I'm a why person. Gotta know why. Gotta understand things. Gotta know what makes things work. Did you ever notice how when little kids are just at the why stage, why, 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 it drives you nuts when somebody else is asking it, but it ever drive you nuts when you ask it yourself? Have all these why questions? Well, sometimes in a I guess in the spiritual realm, what's the biggest question most of us ask, whether we believe, have a religion or not, why do we exist? Folks that believe say, why are you doing this, God? Why are things the way they are? If there's a God, why, you know, people that question, kind of not sure. Well, if there's a God and if you're up there, why are you letting this world go to hell in a handbasket? Use an old popular expression. So we're going to delve into a little bit of those questions today. I was raised a Catholic and just accepted everything I was taught going to Mass every week, catechism. Catechism is kind of like Bible school or Sunday school. You go to learn about your faith and the doctrines and traditions and things. I guess we get to thinking, for me, go about our life. And a lot of times, a lot of us, the world is such a fast-paced world now. But for a lot of people, we never know what our purpose is. We wonder, why are we here? Are we here to go through our three score and ten or seventy years, like it says in the Bible, and then just turn back to dust? Dust you are, dust you shall return. Do we have any kind of accomplishment? Some folks say it's in your, your children. Build a, a heritage through your children. Did you leave the world a little better place in your sphere or your, your circle than when you came? Did you accomplish all that you set out to accomplish? Did you even know that you had accomplishments to accomplish? If you don't know the purpose of life or why we're here, I reckon if you got that question burning in you, you got to get busy. I know I do go through life without a why, or we don't know why, we're just kind of muddling through. We don't know why we're here or what we're supposed to do or any of that. Did you ever wonder about that? You know, I, for me, personally, why we're here, uh, we were created in God's image, and he has got a plan worked out so that we could be part of his family. Along the journey here and in this life, we're learning how to go about that. We're learning Lesson. Sometimes this life here is pretty hard, but it's to me it's like a training ground. Whatever you're going through, you're being trained. 
matter what trials and tribulations that you have, you're being trained. And believe it or not, at least I believe it, a lot of why we're here is not about, it's not about you. It's not about me. Why am I here is not about me. It's so that I can help somebody else, so that I can be part of the whole. And I guess as that goes, it is, you know, we're all connected. We're all one family. And if I help people, Jig Ziegler was a believer. He used to say, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Not even a getting what you want, but if you help enough people, I found you help and bless people and be kind to people, help them in their life. Well, then it comes to you. It comes back to you. We want to make the world a better place, don't we? I mean, you want it better for your children, you want it better for yourself, for your husband, wife, significant other, your your family, mom, dad, brothers, sisters, cousins, all that, that circle, your friends, people that are true friends. Don't you want things better for everybody involved? And if you, if you don't, then I guess you're listening to the wrong show. <laughs> you're, not, you're not asking the same questions. But if you are, do you ever wonder about why? Do you ever wonder for those that are believers or marginal believers or, or even would say you don't believe in a God or a, a higher power? Everything happened by happenstance. Because if there was a God, surely it wouldn't be all screwed up like it is. He wouldn't allow wars and trouble and sickness and famine and droughts. We got floods. We got all sorts of problems going on. We got earthquakes. We got planes disappearing. So, you know, war's dragging on. We got, since this is a spiritual podcast, we got religion. We got so many religions, so many brands of religion that people are fighting each other over which God is the right God. So if there's a real God and a right God, why is he letting all this stuff happen? That's a good why, isn't it? I'm not here to answer all your questions. I'm just here to say I understand that sometimes we ask why, we wonder. I'm saying... For me, I found some of the answers. Some of the answers I haven't. But I thought we could just chit-chat about that today. Sometimes it's good to ponder things. Why are we here on this planet? Now, I, I got to thinking about the wars and all that. And uh, for a long time, that bugged me, except for the one fact that God gave us free will. I know some that aren't believers are going to say, well, that's the go-to silly cop-out answer. Free will. Well, okay. I heard recently a preacher said, people going to say to me, you're hiding behind the Bible. And he said, well, that's the best place to hide. I don't know about that. But if God gave us a choice because he wanted us to choose which way we would go, didn't want a bunch of robots, didn't want a bunch of automatons. He wanted people that would choose to worship him and to follow him. And so to just make you little puppets, I mean, uh, that's not really living, is it? It's more like a pet than it is person. And even with all people say, well, all the laws, God has so many laws. Well, you know, you can choose to obey them or not. God's not telling you you have to. But like anything else, there's certain rules and things that are set up. You have free will, but there's consequences. The law of gravity, it exists. And you can thumb your nose at it and say, I'm going to jump off this building and the law of gravity doesn't apply to me. I am not going to obey it. But you know what? Splat, there you go. It works. Works every time. Works for everybody. And so free will is, we get to choose. And unfortunately, or because man is a little bit goofy, yeah, we are. You know we are. We 
You put down a sign that says wet paint. What do we want to do? We want to touch it. You put out a sign. You know, that's the story of Adam and Eve in the Bible. Of all the trees and fruits, nuts, herbs, everything in that garden, they could eat of everything in the garden. Everything except one tree. From one tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Basically, that was figurative or a symbol of being able to decide for yourself what was good and what was bad. They had free choice. There, there it is. Everything's there. One tree. One. Only one. I don't know how many other trees there were. There's a whole lots of different kind of trees and herbs now. What, thousands? Hundreds of thousands? So let's say this is a small garden. 10,000. Let's just go small. 10,000 things to choose from. One thing you can't touch because it'll kill you. And what do they do? They pick the one thing that's going to kill them. Come on. I don't know what that whole human nature thing is. That's a why that I don't. Why do we do that? I don't know that answer. Best friend of mine, we were in high school together, went to the Marine Corps together, and he was a parochial school guy. We used to get together every year at Christmas time. We parted ways. We'd meet up every year for a few years, and we'd have a discussion on life and death. What happens? What's life about? I don't know. What? And what? what do you, where do you think you go? Is there a God? Where do you think? Even with our Catholic backgrounds, you know, where do you think you go? And anybody that says, you know, maybe there's some folks with true blue, strong faith, but I think sometime along the line, every one of us get these why questions. Every one of us have a little bit of, dare I say it, doubt and wonder, what really happens when I die? Is there a heaven or a hell? Do, is there an afterlife? My friend and I would get together, and we would talk about these things. But you know what? We'd, we'd have a few beers. We'd be talking about things. Before the night was over and the beer was gone, we just kept saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> we'd ask another why questions like, I don't know. The other one would say, I don't know. I remember my dad, I had got out of the Army. And I was living in the same town as my folk, and my father was home. But I had asked him, Dad, what do you think about this God thing? It was a point in my life where I was either here or there, wasn't going to church, wasn't really just kind of wondering what I was doing in the world. You know, I was in between services, going to college or something I didn't want to do just because everybody said go to college. So I asked my dad, well, what, what do you think about this God, God thing, God stuff, heaven and hell? What, what do you think happens when you die? Do you think anything happens to you? And my dad's approach was this. Well, I'll tell you what. When I die, I'll find out. And if something happens, then I hope it's a good end. And if nothing happens, I reckon I can't come back and tell you about it. Now, he didn't talk with a Texas accent. Staten Island. But he just kind of like, well, he's accepting about it. Some of us, most, most <laughs> there's a lot of believers that are supposed to have that deep faith and stuff. We're more afraid of death than folks that aren't really sure one way or another. They're just kind of like, well, you live your life and then you die. And uh, that's kind of the way he looked at it. I, I'm hoping for the good stuff. I really don't want to cease to exist because if all that happens is you die, close your eyes, go to sleep, the big sleep, and that's it. Well, then I'm not really wanting that one. And if we all are born with eternal life, then in my opinion, Jesus is the way to eternal life. Live forever in a burning hell, that's still eternal life. You're just in pain. So I don't think we're born with an immortal soul. That's a Greek philosophy. If you want to study into that, I really don't want to get into that right now. But I'm thinking if you just cease to exist, that would end your pain and misery. 
Now let's just say for the sake of saying it, there is an eternal hell fire, eternal suffering where bad folks go that aren't saved and you're just there for the rest of eternity. No end, just suffering, misery, and pain. Well, I don't want to go there. And um makes me wonder about an all-loving God that would create beings just to chuck them in a place that makes them suffer forever. What about the moms and dads and husbands, wives up in the air in heaven or in God's kingdom looking down and thinking about and seeing their, their family members suffering for eternity? I can't be joyful for them. So I don't like that option. No, I don't like that one. And it made me look into the scriptures of what heaven and hell is. I don't know anybody that would want that. Human beings, we can do a lot of things. We can invent a lot of things, make a lot of stuff. And there's talk about folks with the, what is it, transhumanism, trying to make it to where we could live forever, transferring our minds. Well, you know, if there's an earthquake or a fire or the world ceases to exist, then that stuff burns up with it. So try as we may, as great as we are, we're still limited. We're still flesh and blood. If you die and you're saved and you go to God's kingdom, because in the Bible it says that God's going to, when it's all said and done, we're having a new heaven and a new earth, and God is going to come down and dwell with men and make his abode here. I'd like to go to that kingdom where Jesus is there, Father's there, and we no more war, no more sickness, no more dying. That's going to be nice. No more strife. We don't get old. Just have some folks think you just kind of float around playing a harp, having a great time. That's another why question for you. Why in all of creation, we haven't been to all the planets and stuff, but all the planets and places we know, we're the only one that has intelligent life. Well, someone questioned that intelligent life part, right? Of all the planets and places that we can see, we're the only ones that can sustain this kind of life. And if we're made in the image of God, uh, not saying that God needs physical things, but I'm just saying this is where he started. This is the, the beginning story for at least this portion of the, the book, the story of mankind however you want to term it, then, hey, why are all those other planets out there? Are they all out there just to be wasted voids? That's where I started thinking there has to be a reason why. I didn't solve any big questions today, but maybe I got you thinking about some things. I just got to thinking there's got to be a bigger reason why we're here than just being born, living our lives, going through a rather mundane existence, and then they die. That's what life is all about. Pretty. Pretty poor why. I think there's a bigger answer. I would encourage you to, to maybe uh, meditate, think about it. For me, I'm just going to do the best I can. And the Bible it says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And some folks says that's foolish. But on the other hand, you know, hope is something that you, you haven't received yet, but you're, you're lo looking forward to receiving it. I'm not just looking forward to receiving eternal life. I'm also looking forward to, along the way in this life, learning more about it, why I'm here, and what I'm supposed to be doing, and all that good stuff. You know, life is a journey. I don't believe this is a dress rehearsal where we get to go over and over and over again, keep practicing until we get it perfect. Sometimes we stumble through and we do the best we can. And most, for the most part, I'm I'm certainly hoping I end up better than I started. And I wish the same for you. I hope you exceed all your expectations and what you have. Find out answers to all your whys. And I ask for special blessing on you and yours. Well, that's what I have for you today. I know I didn't answer all your whys, but I hope I got you to thinking about some of those questions and maybe you in your own personal 
time of thought, meditation, or prayer, you can come up with your own answers or at least be seeking out the answers to those questions of why. That's why. And until the next time, I hope you do have a wonderful day, wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. And I hope you come back for more. This is Bobby the Boomer saying to you, goodbye and God bless.